Yo, welcome to the Meet and 3 Leadership Podcast. If it's your first time to the table, welcome, welcome. Glad you could join us. Pull up a seat, make yourself at home, get real comfortable because you know how we do it around here. We eat good. We eat good around here. It's just in the Carolinas, it's just how we do it. Episode 6 of the Meet and 3 Podcast. We are rolling along. Um, appreciate everybody's consistency um, in leaving feedback and letting me know that they've been following the podcast. It really means a lot uh, to me to know that other people are uh, checking it out. Um, I always try to bring quality guests and quality insight, and today is no different. Um, I welcome to the podcast today uh, my good friend Palmer Dill. So, Palmer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This yeah. is a, a privilege and an honor to to share space with you. So, yeah. And speaking yeah. of space, this yes <laughs> is right now probably the most interesting uh, location that I've done yeah. a podcast. We are currently recording in an undisclosed location, uh, but for those of you who want to know, it's a, a parking lot in Clemson, and yeah. we won't say which parking lot, uh, but... We are curbside. We are, we are sitting are, curbside. We are literally sitting curbside <laughs> recording this podcast. Yes. Um, I always ask uh, all of my guests, um, you know, do you remember the first time we met? Um... And the answer to that question, we were both talking about this off air a little bit, but mm-hmm. we kind of don't remember. Yeah. But we think our mutual contact, I mean, we know our mutual contact was Blair mm-hmm. Bolin. Who has who already on, been a guest. Yeah, he's a guest on the show. And I think we met one night at, at Nick's um, downtown Clemson. Just you, you guys were hanging out. Yep. I, I'd, I'd known of you um, mm-hmm. going back to FCA when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously had attended basketball games yeah. seeing you play, but eventually that turned into a friendship and Yep. And then we both go to church together, so mm-hmm. I think that's really where it took off. But we'll we'll just say Blair. We'll, yeah. We'll go yeah. with Blair for Shout this. out to Blair. Yeah. Uh, two episodes. There you Hashtag go. Hashtag big beard. Big beard. And he's the reason why I have to restructure uh where I uh place the mic. Place mics, yeah. <laughs> um, no beard interference. No. Definitely can't have that. Alright, so for the people who have not met you before um, how would you introduce yourself? Well, <laughs> yet again, my name's Palmer Dill. I grew up here in Clemson, really central. So shout out to Central. Hey. You know, it's it's <laughs> they don't it's the, get enough love. It, it, it doesn't. You know, home of New Hopkins. That, that's about all we yeah. can can claim. But yeah, I, I, my both my parents work at Southern Wesleyan University, uh-huh. so that's that that's why I've been here most of my life. And uh, I'm 30, so I'm I feel a little bit older than most people yeah uh and and yeah I'm, I'm married for three years have have two dogs and love the lord and mm-hmm. big fan of soccer so mm-hmm. that that's that's one of my big passions I actually i'm sitting here with fresh ink manchester united is my favorite team and have a tattoo represent yeah. representing the team and love soccer lo- love uh love youth love love kids and helping out with uh young teens and college students so it's called big passions in my life yeah so i i'm glad you brought that up especially given the time we're currently in yeah uh, i want to pick your brain on this um what is it about soccer in your opinion yep. that is misunderstood by most americans <laughs> um you know i, I think one thing that's uh, kind of misunderstood is the fact that it's like a continuous game yeah you know it's two 45 minute halves and some people just it, 
you know, there's this concept of why aren't there timeouts? Why aren't there stoppages? Mm-hmm. And because then it becomes, what am I seeing? Right. You know, the, the, there's just a lack of understanding of, okay, what I just witnessed for ten minutes in a row, which didn't seem like a lot of action, was actually high level athleticism, high level um, thought process, high level just sheer, you know, force of will in a mm-hmm. game. And it's really two teams going at it in chess match, but with some of the best physically gifted athletes, you know, yeah. in the world. So I think that's a little misunderstood. And the fact that let's say you have a one-one draw, right, yeah. a one-one tie. To some people, there've been there've been games I've watched where it was five-zero one team, and it was like not that exciting of a game. But it, but there was one-one draws that are some of the most exciting games I've ever seen. Right. So I think just needing to understand and sit down with someone and, and, and understand, oh, that's really exciting. Because, mm-hmm. like, baseball, like, you know, we'll, we'll shout out another former person, Quok. Yep. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big baseball dude, but if, <laughs> if you sit around him, he can make you passionate about baseball. That's real. So, <laughs> you know, get, get around myself, get around, you know, another good friend of mine, Philip. Uh, yeah. We, we'll, we'll get you passionate about soccer. Yeah. So, and I know, obviously, you know, you played your fair share of soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, coached a little bit as yep. well. Um, so let's also bring it a little bit more personal. What, yep. is, what have you learned about yourself from the game of soccer, whether playing or coaching? Yeah. And then also, um, what have you learned about life as a whole? Mm. You know, so I would say in my young, my young, young years, I started playing early middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing soccer. I was playing baseball and basketball, but all my friends started playing soccer, and it was uh, so I was like, "All right, I got to play soccer because because I, I got to be where my friends are." And so I, I started playing goalie at a young age. That's if, if those of you don't know, that's the guy who can use his hands, on, <laughs> on, you know, on the pitch. That I, I, I you know I can stop hey, man, you, stop the ball. Yeah, and uh, you know, at a young age, I was playing club soccer, and I had to learn a lot of patience early on because with goalie. Other position on the field, you'll sub in and out. But goalie, it's like if you're the goalie that starts, unless you get injured or you get a yellow card, red card, right? You're gonna stay in the whole game. Mm-hmm. So at a, at, a, at a young age, I had to learn, you know, patience in terms of I just wasn't getting a lot of playing time. Yeah, and it wasn't because I wasn't good. The, actually, the the other goalie, we were both kind of equal. We just had different things. I, he was good at different things. I was good at, mm-hmm. but it was just preference at that point. So I think early on it was it, it was patience. Um, later, as life went on in, in high school, I actually the only two mission trips I've ever been on were soccer mission trips. Okay. One was to Chile, South America, and another yep. one was to Sweden and Denmark. Okay. So I I would say that's when I really learned how global the game was. Yeah. And how much it was just loved around the world. Mm-hmm. And so really, it started to become this like connecting point. Yeah. And I realized very early on, if I love soccer and I know about soccer, I can go anywhere in the world. And if I see someone in a jersey, I can go up to them and be like, yo, you know, are you into soccer? And if they say, no, not really. I just, you know, if they say yes, then it's like there's an instant connection point anywhere I'm at, anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, and, and my wife, you know, I'm one of these guys, I, I, you know, I'm not going to meet a stranger. Right. So sometimes that annoys my wife where <laughs> we're out and she, we're just wanting to get from one place to another. But I got to stop and talk to like 10 people. Yep. And uh, so with so with the, the soccer thing, it's definitely I'll see someone in a Manchester United jersey. And I, and I was like, I got to go talk to them because yeah. <laughs> we're going to be best friends. Yeah. 
And, you know, so, so that's kind of the thing I learned, you know, in high school. But coaching, one thing I've realized is that, like, any sport, it, you know, sport is just um, a platform mm-hmm. to, to be able to speak truth into people's lives, whether that's young men, young women. Yeah. Um, it's really just a, just a platform. But, but the thing I love about soccer is it seemingly more so than some other sports – there, there's not a real way to be individualistic in the game. Yeah, you have to you have to have eleven dudes, eleven people on the field at one time, with the same goal, the same mission, and the same purpose. Yeah, and and really, uh, there can be really really talented teams that have no chemistry, and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But with soccer, uh, the teams that have the most chemistry are the ones that are going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at even LeBron James, if you want to bring one yeah. hashtag go. You know, hey, yeah. We're not going to open up that, no. but, but he's he is one of my nah. favorite players. Yeah. But you know, he he was fairly individualistic with the Cavs, right? Yeah. And he was able to pull them to to a finals, but he still can't overcome chemistry. Now, the chemistry he was playing against is some of the best chemistry in the world. Yeah, but and some of the chemistry he was playing with was not not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it. I think it just goes to show that uh, you can you can have a team of talent. And if you're a coach, you can ride talent. But if you're able to get a team all doing the same thing at the same time and believing, yep, man, they're, you're you're gonna go far. So I, you know, I, I think I've learned what it means from a leadership standpoint to say like, you can look at an organization, you can look at whatever you're involved with, and say, man, I've got some really talented people on my team. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's uh, let's say you're a graphic design business mm-hmm. man I've got some really talented designers on my team and uh, we're going to go far but if you're the leader and you don't communicate well what your mission and what your purpose is yeah, to them absolutely. and they don't get on it right. you're really not going to be that successful No. You know, on the flip side if you got that same team and maybe they're not the most talented but you say hey I can see your gift set, I can see your gift set, so I'm going to give you stuff that's in your gift set, I'm going to give you mm-hmm. stuff that's in your gift set, and, and really try to shape um, your purpose and goal as best you can to what you want it to be, but also around what, what talents you do have, man, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed about just our conversations, which tend to take place at 6.30 a.m. at Starbucks. Yes, hashtag uh, early morning. Early mornings. My people, man. Yeah. Um, But I think it's just, you know, when you're able to take, you know, something that you've learned and be able to apply it to all these other areas, you know, like that's that's how my brain works. You know, that's obviously how Blair, you know, a mutual (laughs) friend of ours, um, you know, that's how he tends to work. Yeah. um, I feel like I have a lot of quality conversations whenever I talk to both you and Blair. Um, just in regards to, we could be talking about, you know, sports one minute and then creativity a whole another minute and Jesus <laughs> and leadership and just yeah. everything just all meshed together. So that's why I was like, oh, I got to get Palmer. And <laughs> Blair confirmed that, yeah, you need to get Palmer on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I guess talk, you know, you talked a little bit about how, um, you know, your, your parents work at Southern Westland. Yep. Um, I guess talk about, um, you know, a little bit of their influence plus, you know, other influences that you had growing up and kind of shaping who you are and why you are the way that you are. 
Um, that, we don't. We don't we, have. We, I was gonna say we don't have like hours and hours. And sure, sure, sure. This is a red couch for me to like lay right, on. Right. This isn't. This isn't a full psychoanalysis of yeah. who you are, but I think uh, <laughs> just in a in a brief nutshell, you yeah. know, talk talk about the influence of Palmerdale. Yeah. So uh, my dad is one of the biggest influences uh, in my life. He is one of the last what i would call true renaissance men mm-hmm. he one minute can be outside and tell you exactly what birds are around by their calls and give you their scientific names in one breath and then the next breath is gonna sort of wax poetically about nascar and then the next breath is going to be able to tell you like how to fix your carburetor you know so he's got this like true sort of renaissance man mentality where he can kind of do it all and talk about it all and speak about it all mm-hmm. and that really translated to growing up you know same, same thing like i kind of mentioned earlier we'd be out somewhere as a kid and my dad would just talk to whoever yeah he'd make friends with whoever because he could speak about almost he, he knew he doesn't know everything about everything but right. he knows at least a little about everything it seems and so to be able to connect yeah to be able to connect and so from a young age i had this um this desire just to know as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And that was really, you know, born out of my, my dad. And so, so I think that that's one big, been one thing that's kind of stuck around in my life that I'm always, you know, consuming books, always consuming uh, different social media. I'm always watching sports. I'm always keeping up with fashion. I'm always mm-hmm. keeping up with, you know, just different things just so I can connect with people. Yeah. Um, and my mom, she is a classically trained pianist and organist and she has greatly influenced my life for a love of music yeah uh music has been one of the biggest mainstays in my life you know i was in the womb and she uh, was listening to music you know Mm -hmm. she's playing the organ she's playing the piano and so the other thing too i'm I'm gonna i need to sort of give some parameters to this sure i don't think that only listening to Christian music is the worst thing in the world okay. at all. Um, but growing up, you know, people might expect my dad being a pastor, my mom being who she is, that I would have like only listened to Christian music. But both my parents would kind of say that a lot of the quality of Christian music was fairly poor. Mm-hmm. So in their minds, they said, okay, we're going to raise you on good music. Yeah. So for my mom, it was a lot of Motown. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Beatles, Rolling Stones. Yeah. And this kind of thing. My dad was more Southern Rock and the Eagles and Led Zeppelin and all these other kind of things. So I I feel like I grew up with a fairly broad, you know, musical uh, upbringing. Yep. And and so my mom really influenced that for me, Just, just a love of music and a love of culture through music. So I learned to appreciate you know good hip-hop i learned yeah. you know that not not from them but from as i'm growing up uh-huh. you know the friends that i'm around they, they love hip-hop and so it's like good hip-hop good rap music good r&b good you know rock and roll stuff like i just learned to appreciate yeah all that and so i mean they're, they're you know two of my big influences and in, in, in high school i had a really cl- or middle school and high school i had a really really good youth pastor mm-hmm and he really influenced me to be a nerd. I would love to, I Nerds mean, unite, let's get it. Yeah, so he, 
I learned a ton about Jesus through him and a ton about what it means to be just like a good person in society, a good dude. But he was really into comic books, got me into comic books, really into Star Wars, really into Lord yeah. of the Rings and Marvel and DC and all this stuff. So I just grew up with a healthy, you know, sort of nerd love out yeah. there. And uh, so he influenced that. And, and really, you know, I... Another big influence in my life has been uh, Brad Cooper. Yeah. So shout out to Coop. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he may not even know how much of an influence he was in my life, but when I was in high school, I, I was one of the the huddle leaders for Daniel mm-hmm. hashtag D Dub. Yeah. Uh, Daniel High School's FCA. My senior year, uh, I was sort of the male leader. We had a a, a female leader, mm-hmm. and. At that time, Brad was in a position of help being with FCA. Right. And rain, shine, sleet, snow. Brad was at our FCA meetings every week. Every like every wow. t- I think it was every Tuesday morning, early yeah. in the morning. Yeah. We'd have FCA, and he was there. Mm. You know, he. It, there was no pretense to it. There was no. Um, there was no. It was not about him. He was just going to be there to like show up and. Yeah. And help and. And so at a young point, he was an influence and was in was in high school or when I graduated high school, went into college, we kind of lost track a little bit. But then I see him pop up like, oh, he's, you know, at New Spring and mm-hmm. he's getting some traction. And then eventually I started attending New Spring and, you know, start seeing him on stage a lot more. And he's just influenced a lot in our fa- in, in our family because my wife and I both attend new spring and have attended for a while and mm-hmm. just his sermons and everything but I but I got this like up close and personal Brad yeah at a young age that was every you know every bit of what you think he is oh yeah he 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 is that in person in terms of just top top quality character mm-hmm. integrity and so he just you know, without having to say a lot, but he influenced me greatly because, oh, yeah. and and, that, and that's what we we talk about a lot, right? In in terms of in church world and leadership world, that the best, uh, some of the best leaders, don't actually teach directly a ton. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of showing. You you see how they live their life. You see yep. how they apply the things that yep. they've learned. Oh, absolutely, and I would definitely echo that about Coop. Coop's Coop's one of my influences as well. So that's yep. really cool to hear. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, your musical background. I know we don't have like just an (laughs) expanse amount of time to go into that. Um, but I mean, share just how, you know, obviously the love for music and then, you know, you playing music and just being a part of the music culture yourself, um, how that kind of grew you and how that allows you to be able to help connect to people yep. to be able to learn deeper about yourself um, well ahead. yeah so music so there's a couple of things in this world that go beyond language one of those is food mm-hmm. you may not speak the same language to someone but if you sit around a good meal you're going to be speaking the same language which is chomp 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 yep you know you're gonna nod your head when it's like oh that was good you yeah. know kind of thing uh so so laughter is another thing that sort of goes yep you know let's say if you've done any international travel you're on some street corner and you kind of see some dude trip maybe he doesn't really hurt himself you see some dude trip and you look and you and whoever else you don't speak the same language you're laughing at what just happened right you know so so laughter 
kind of goes beyond those walls and sport yet again we mentioned mm-hmm. uh goes beyond that you, if you if you don't speak the same language but you're on a you're on, you're on the blacktop and there's two goals and you got a basketball yeah you know what to do right relatively you know yep. you don't have to speak you just divide up teams by pointing and yeah. go at it and so music then is another really big one that yeah. that kind of goes across any language barrier and any really like misunderstanding type barriers mm-hmm. um and and yeah so I grew up and started to play instruments in in middle school and high school and that really transferred to to being an outlet for me especially in high school I, I was if anyone knows me from high school who who listens to this podcast they would tell you I'm I was the angsty emo <laughs> kid you know tight jeans tight little t-shirt you know small yeah. shirts and um swoopy hair whatever yeah and uh but but music really gave me an outlet for for my you know feelings and mm-hmm. and thoughts and i started writing music when i was uh when i was 16 okay i started just kind of i'd always been writing poetry yeah but then I, but when i finally learned how to play guitar i was able to kind of like start putting things together nice and that really grew and grew and grew and um, i did a lot of worship leading in in late high school and in and all through college yeah so that really honed who I was as a musician and and really just connecting to God through music was, was super important too because sometimes there's just things I couldn't get out of the out of my Bible reading or get out of mm-hmm. other things. But like being able to, to sing and worship was great. And music really led on through college. Um, I became friends with the with a band out of Atlanta who is they're no longer a band, they've um, you know, sort of retired, but disbanded. Yeah, disbanded. Yeah, good, good. Um, yes, they uh, they had been touring for about two or three years, and I'd become really good friends because they would either stay at my apartment or stay at my house. Yeah, and eventually that led to them asking me to actually join the band. Okay, and uh, become sort of a. I wasn't officially like let's sign contracts mm-hmm. part of the band. Sure. But I was a traveling member of the band, so anytime they would play live, mm-hmm. I would be there playing. And so, starting in really December of 2010, yep. all the way through May of 2013, I was full time on the road. Yeah, and uh, just traveling the entire U.S. Played and got to see so many different states. You know, I think we traveled through like 45 of the 50 United States played in 38 39 of those states and so when you're going to all these different places music is just that connecting point right you show up to these different cities and people just want to come experience something you know they want to come get away from their day they want to come get away from their their whatever's going on they just want to hear some music and, and hang out and have a good time so you know you sort of learn that there are things that you can provide for people that help them kind of sort of forget what's going on. Yeah. And for a moment, you know, and this is what good sort of worship will do in a church. Yeah. But this this can happen in the bar too. Mm -hmm. So, but for a moment, someone can forget who they are because when, when, when they're so focused on who they are, it's almost like their heads down pointed towards the the floor, Mm -hmm. right? When you're so in, in your own world, in your own thing. Yeah. But when, when they have the space, you know, they're hearing good songs they're forgetting, you know, they're kind of bobbing. Eventually their head starts to physically rise. Yep. Kind of eye level. And then eventually it's it's up. 
-hmm. even even in a bar situation it's sort of because they're able to like think and they're just looking mm -hmm. around and, and they've forgotten what's you know sort of weighing on them for that you know yeah. that one song that really connects with them yeah and so that, I, I just always loved touring because of those moments you know, where you could look out into the audience and you would see that one person who was super connecting to the music and it was like they were having a worship, mm -hmm. you know, experience. Right. Even though it may may not be a Christian song or it may not be, sure. you know, but that's yet again what, what good worship does. Yeah. Is, is good worship is never is never for the music itself. Good worship is, is, is glorifying God. Right. And so when, when you're in those situations, it's always meant to like sort of relax people you know, let them take the focus off themselves, and it literally, physically will raise their heads. Mm, that's a good point. So watch it, watch it, and you know, next time, yeah, whoever's listening, next time you go to church on Sunday, watch from the start of worship where people's body language is, where their heads are, where 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 they're looking, and eventually by the end they'll be looking up yeah. quite a bit. And I think I think you know some of it, some people could be faking it, whatever, but a lot of it is people. Are able to 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 fully connect. When they connect, you have no other reason than to lift your head yeah. when you connect with God. And I think I, you know both you and I. You know we're we're often behind a camera <laughs> in environments like that. So yep. those are little nuances that we'll see. I can definitely say I've seen it as well. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have a whole lot of time to go deep into that, <laughs> but. Um, bro, I really appreciate the time. Uh, I guess you know. As a point of reference for the next time I have you on the podcast, because yeah. that will happen. Yeah. I know that there's a lot we did not get to. <laughs> um, what are you reading now, or what's you know kind of you know stirring your heart or your inspiration? What's kind of getting you right now? Yeah. Um, so I, I I recently finished. Um, I, well, I've been listening to a lot of Judah Smith. Yep. So I forget, they've changed the name of their church. It's on my phone somewhere, but. Um, look up Judah Smith's church. His his, uh, his sermons have been sort of stirring me a lot lately. He talked because he does talk a lot about like creatives yeah. in his sermons, and he's he's a fairly creative person himself. But I just have thoroughly enjoyed just sort of being inspired by like uh -huh. his perspective on things. And so, so I, you know, Judah Smith has been one that's been huge. Um, we don't have time to unpack all this, but. Sure. Um, I, uh, if you haven't watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy mm -hmm. on, on Netflix, it's actually a pretty inspiring yeah. show. Um, regardless of how you yeah. may feel about, you know, gay, straight kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, it, it, but the show is about five dudes trying to help other men, um, see themselves well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that, that's actually a pretty inspiring thing. To, to be able to see yeah. um, people, you know, remembering who they were and yeah. wh whoever helps do it, it, you know, that's that, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, this one book that, that also really um, has really hit me is uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. Uh, I love me some Donald so, Miller. So Donald Miller, you know, is, is, another, is another person, if you haven't, yeah. familiarize yourself with anything donald miller go read everything that he's written he's he's, he's one of my guys that i love to listen to podcasts yep yep i love to listen to his story brand podcast yeah but his a million miles in a thousand years is, is kind of his book about him 
when he they did a movie based off one of his books, Blue Like Jazz, mm-hmm. and that this book is about him going through the process of, of making that movie, but him, but it kind of is the beginning of a story brand. Yep. So it's it's about him learning what it means to to have a good story, yep. to live a good story, and the components of a story. So that book is always um, super you know super inspiring, and honestly. I got really. Uh, I went and saw The Incredibles too. Ooh, don't spoil it. I'm I'm I, going soon. Yeah, no, no, no spoilers. Yeah. But like, from from you know, I can just appreciate things on a couple levels. But just the sheer um, animation level. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Awesome. From from plot line. Well, consider how long it takes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad to. It's know like 14 that. years, you yeah, know. So. But but the plot line is great, and so yeah. it's just overall, it's just super. You know, inspiring to, to see that come together and, and just to be entertained. Yeah. You know, and so absolutely, I can find inspiration in everything. So, and that's that's I think one of the things that I love about you, brother, man. I think it's 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 a it's a trait that's not easily had. Yeah. You know, just to be able to say like, oh, that cloud, it looks <laughs> like it's shaped weird. That inspires me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that bird. How it just did that happened like yesterday. So, like, that's that's real life. You know? So, yeah. But man, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Man. As always, um, like I said, I will definitely have you yeah. back on the podcast. More to again. discuss. Oh yeah. But uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot of um, good insight from just the conversation with Palmer. Um, be sure to comment, leave feedback. Uh, like it, don't like it. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I mean, just let us know what you think uh, and share it. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that's been really cool is just seeing how uh, far and wide this podcast has gone and, you know, a little over a month's time. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you got something great out of it. Uh, Take care and God bless.